Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share one more point um, similar to the last episode I did. And this is a very specific thing that's, I would say, very inspiring. And I'd also have to say, I feel like I don't come across a lot of stories like this that encapsulate so well what I would call a story of a defender. And in the realm of complex PTSD, what I mean by a defender is somebody who speaks up and says that something is wrong or they're basically giving a big middle middle finger to somebody who's um, hurting them, abusing them, imprisoning them. In this case, this is a story about a, a prisoner of war who basically him and two other guys give a middle finger to the people who are have them locked up in a prisoner of war camp. And this was during World War II. And it was Italian guys who were locked up in British-controlled Kenya. And um, it's called No Picnic on Mount Kenya. And it's by, I think his name is pronounced Felici Benuzo, F-E-L-I-C-E. And his last name is B-E-N-U-Z-Z-I. Um, but the reason that this reminds me so much in the realms of complex PTSD, this reminds me so much of a defender. And I feel like a defender is just something a lot of times you don't see technically a book about in this context. So this is somebody who is in a long-term trauma situation. He was in this prisoner war camp for years and it took him months and months and months. It may have even taken up to a whole year for him just to plan out and get ready for and prepare and practice an escape that they knew was not going to be like a forever escape. It was like they were so bored and going out of their minds in this prisoner of war camp that they wanted an an adventure. And this is a true story. Um, And they went up to the top of a mountain called Mount Kenya and they put a flag up there and everything. And then they went back to the prisoner of war camp and just went back. And they, they said, you know, we're back. And they got locked up for several days and, you know, they got in trouble cause they escaped the camp. Um, and, but it reminded me so much of the person that I would call again, the defender, the person who, Um, sort of steps into your environment and like let's say you're in a long-term trauma household and the abuse is just sort of accepted by everybody and you know you may not even know how bad it is until somebody comes in and straight up points it out and says it which a lot of times doesn't happen because an abusive person isn't going to allow somebody like that into their house usually unless it's possibly a relative who happens to come in, but the narcissist is probably going to be very, um, they're going to be playing a lot of games, right? Cause they're already going to know how to kind of play the relative because they're used to them. It's a relative. Um, so a lot of times nobody is ever even coming into the environment who would be able to speak up and say, you know, this is wrong. 
or this is abuse or, or reported. So in this particular instance, it's like you're getting a story about somebody who just, who did it, who, who was that person. I would, I would just call them a defender. They were somebody who was like, this sucks. You know, we realized that we may never get out of this place because they didn't know if the war was ever going to end in their lifetime. Right. So they, they thought that they very well could be there for the rest of their lives in this prisoner of war camp. They didn't know the war could have gone on for another 20 years, World War II. Um, so they literally wanted an adventure. They wanted something to do and they wanted to like live their lives. They wanted to just do something. And so they went out and did it, but it reminded me just so much of the person that speaks up, the person who comes to your defense. Cause imagine being in a prisoner of war camp and somebody you're in the camp with is like, I'm going to go on an adventure and go climb that mountain. And then they, and you're like, yeah, right. And then they go do it. And 18 days later, they come back and you would be in disbelief that they did this and they came back and they're there living amongst you. That to me would be what a defender does. Like they speak up, they possibly face the re repercussions of that in some way, shape or form. Um, but they spoke up. So for example, if somebody speaks up and they say to the person abusing you, what you're doing is wrong and you're abusing her and they say it directly to you too, you're being abused by him or her. Um, this is wrong. And they say it in front of you and that person and they just declare it, you know, they say it and, you know, whatever happens from there happens from there, but they, they said it, they spoke up, they, they did something that other people either didn't do cause they, they don't know about it or didn't do cause they're afraid or, or whatever. But this is that, that type of situation. Um, you know, he basically just gave, gave the middle finger in a way. Um, and it was him and two other guys who went to the top of this mountain. And again, this is a true story. Um, and then they came back and the guy wrote a book about it. So this is from his perspective. He wrote about what it was like in the prisoner of war camp and then his description of the mountain. And there's a really nice, um, piece at the very end of the book where he's, I think he's back at the camp and he's in like a cell of some sort, or he's, he's reminiscing, wondering when the hell he's ever going to get out of this prisoner of war camp. And he talks about the mountain, um, the wind sort of coming down from the mountain back to the camp where he's now back in. And he's sort of hearing the mountain and the wind tell him things about this is an experience you'll never forget. Um, you'll always remember that you're, you climbed to the top of this mountain, you saw these elephants, you saw, you know, um, wild animals, you saw the jungle, you saw all these things. Again, this was in Africa. Um, you know, the mountain is speaking to him and then it's, he says something along the lines of the mountain says forever, keep this between you and me. And then at the very end, the author says, I obviously didn't keep it between us because I wrote a book about it. Um, which I thought was a really nice way to end it. Like he shared something so um, 
visually appealing and relatable and memorable. And this is a real place that he really went to that anybody can visit. It's a it's a mountain, right? It's never in our lifetime it's probably never going anywhere unless there's major earthquakes and tectonic shifts or who knows what volcanoes or whatever. But it's something that's never going to it's always going to be there. It's a permanent location. I just thought it was a really uh, a very memorable type of scenario where you're getting a real vibe of somebody who, again, I would call a defender. And I just don't see a lot of books about that in relation to long-term trauma. So the long-term trauma aspect of a prisoner war camp is what got my attention in relation to what he did. You know, he wanted to live life. It would be like if, you know, you're in a home life and you, you get away for however long and then you know, you end up going back, but you had that moment out. Um, you had that moment of freedom. And it it reminds me a lot of that. But um, I wanted to share that again. Um, it was called No Picnic on Mount Kenya. And this is probably the last episode I'm going to do about in regards to prisoner of war. But this one in particular related so much to Um, those few personality types or those few people that actually speak up when trauma is going on. And this is just, I just think a really beautiful example of it. So um, it's so good to see examples like that. You know, it's, it's very refreshing. And at the end of it, I mean, he seems to have handled it psychologically really well. Um, I can't remember what he did after this, but he was very successful after he got out of the, prisoner of war camp and went back to Italy um, after the war was over. But again, I wanted to share that and relate that point to you guys. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.